Live from Sadler Studios, it's Stay Busy with the certified lover boy, Armand Sadler. Welcome to another edition of Stay Busy with the Boy Armand Sadler. I am the host, head honcho Armand Sadler, vegan chorizo poppy, multiple miles Monday poppy, fresh cut poppy. I had to come in looking good, you know, just came off a came off a good weekend, had to look right for shorty. Quick, quick story about my haircut. She actually made me mad. So she she prefers beards. And I, I was like, you know, that's cool. I'm working on mine. It's, it's almost coming in, but it's not fully there yet. But I, I grew into the baby face look. I really enjoyed the baby face look. And like on our first two dates, I had the baby face. But she was like, oh, I don't really remember what you were looking like. I don't know. I was like, I was like, all right, whatever. So I was, I was getting my hair cut and I was like, I told her I was going to go baby face for the weekend. And then I kept the beard to like surprise her, you know, appeal to her. And then she was like, oh, I, I wanted you to do the baby face. Like I wanted to see it. And I'm, I, I left the barber mad as hell. Like, yo, come on. Like, I'm trying to, I'm trying to do this for you. And, right. and you, you wanted something else like ah, women, but feeling good, feeling good. Nick, how you feeling, bro? Man, I'm feeling blessed and highly favored. You know how I am. You know, it's, it's, it's been a great day. I've been, you know, I got the new job. So I've been doing that. And yes, sir. Close, nice, nice, nice. You know, we stayed employed out here. We stayed paid. <laughs> <laughs> so y'all my name is nick early if you don't know me i'm the kombucha king that makes your heart sing executive producing mm-hmm. co-host and stay busy very very excited today we have an exciting exciting guest here this yeah, man, man this man right here man a fellow five i have to shout him out we doing it for the alphas we uh college day is swiftly past man and i i remember you know, for, for, for the Cornell listeners, if, if y'all remember, you know, Nick and I were hands down two of the greatest strollers on campus, like two of the greatest strollers <laughs> they have ever seen. But when I attended a party with this man and saw him stroll, I, I, I was like, there's no point in me ever strolling again. Like he's, nah. he's truly, he's truly different. This is and real strolling. Yes. Like for the precision, the energy, just the, he's different. And he brings it to everything that he does. Um, this is the the owner, the founder, the creator of Poetry Me Please, uh, his his poetry business. He's, he'd be putting out videos on YouTube. He's, he's got a poetry book out. He's sending out frames to everybody. Also a teacher, also a hoop lover, a, a fellow Party Next Door and Drake fan. Yeah, dude, yeah, dude. And, uh-huh, you know the vibes, baby. This is none other than Rush Brown. Rush, how you feeling, brother? Good, bro. Good, bro. I really appreciate it. Live claps. It is. It's a blessing to have you here, man. It's a blessing to be here. I remember we was talking about this from a long time ago. So I'm glad that when I got the email, I'm like, let's do it. I'm like, yo, I got something to do from like three and then like eight. But I'm like, yo, let's just do it. And you was like six. I'm like, let's let's get it. Let's get it going. My man's number got called and he was like, let's get it, baby. It's time. I've been waiting my 
I popped out. I think I was ready. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh man! Yeah, so we have a very, very great conversation coming. Um, it's you know we we gave you a media company the first week. We gave you a fashion brand. Shout out to Prime Life. If you if you haven't listened yeah. to the episode, tap into last week's episode. And now we got poetry because you know the the music business and the music culture is very expansive. There's so many different touch points and poetry and you know songwriting have a very very strong connection. They're basically similar. Poetry is just it's as if you're singing the songs without a beat or rapping without a beat. So, and 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 the way Rush be spitting in particular, like you, you would think he he's a rapper the, with, with the energy and the intensity he brings to his performances. So, like I said, we are gonna get into that, but we want to shout out the listeners for tapping back in. Whether you like acapellas or covers, baked chicken or smothered, this is for the the fraternity people. Calling someone frat or brother, and whether you were single this weekend or you had a lover. Now, fellas, you, you got to let me know how, how you feel about these comparisons. Okay. It really depends. Like, you got to have vocal vocals to be doing acapellas out here. And very, very few people, I feel like, can give me that, like, emotion from acapella. So I'm going to just go with covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, baked chicken. I'm on my lean stuff right now. You know, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get diesel out. You know, we got stuff coming. So Facts. work on that. Frat or brother? I, honestly, it depends on the mood. You know, we email this 06 frat. You know how that goes. <laughs> but, yeah. But brother, I feel like it's more like colloquial, like what I use probably more more regularly. Um, mm-hmm. And then single gang. You know, I'm a Sagittarius. So I guess I. Sagittarius, please, brother. You, you're not I a terrorist. <laughs> now, Rush, did, did any of those comparisons stick out to you? How are you feeling? Uh, yeah. So. I'm, I'm gonna need a, Nick. You 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 were smooth on that. I'm gonna need a little playback. So the first one was acapellas or covers. I'm reading off it. That's why I I'm can gonna see go it. acapella. I you know, I'm I'm in that battle rap range. Yeah 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 and, yeah. You yeah, know yeah. what I'm saying? I I, did, I like the acapella for sure. Yeah. And um, then the, it's either baked or smothered chicken. Now, I know you a fellow chef. See, I'm telling you, fives we just we, we just here, different. You know, we <laughs> just different. Nah, but yo, I like I was still on one. Like I'm, I've been on my. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to slim down, trying to trim back in the gym. So I'm Uh-oh. definitely going baked chicken for sure. Heard mm-hmm. that. Heard that. And then yeah. frat or brother when you talking to other brothers. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go brother just cause. Yeah. yeah. Frat is real awesome. You know, depending <laughs> on who say, if if I don't know you and I say it, it's kind of like. You know, but I'm gonna go yeah. bro with a you know good brother, brother, you know, I'm gonna go it's bro. definitely a handshake, not a dab. It's a handshake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, frat. frat. <laughs> you know, like you at a conference, what's going on, frat? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool yeah. vibes. And then uh not to get into your personal business, but you know, single or oh, yeah. had a lover this past weekend. <laughs> single, single for sure. Uh, there we I'm go. Fo- focusing on myself and, and my career right now, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's your what's your sign? I'm a Gemini for sure. Gemini. Okay. I heard, I heard okay. where I heard where the most hated, so I don't really follow it too much. But I me neither. I, I don't hear. know. I just I was curious. Well, we'll get into why I asked later. But bro, you know what's crazy about zodiac signs? I feel like every zodiac sign be like, yo, we're the most hated. Like, Scor- I feel like Scorpios are the actual most hated, but like this Nick calls himself a Sagittarius. Gemini's can get a lot of hate. They do. They do. They do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, every sign though. got its toxicity for sure. Yeah, yeah. you know, and got his nobody's perfect. We all got our flaws. Uh, of course, we got to shout out Kieran, our VP of everything, the man that you cannot see, but you feel holding us down every week. We want to shout out Anchor, our distribution platform. If you do not know, Anchor will distribute your podcast for free to all the streaming platforms and you get some sponsored ads regardless of your listenership. And lastly, Zoom, allowing you to see our beautiful black, 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 melanated, 
hydrated faces because it's busy Black business, Businesses Month. We asked a special question on our social media uh, this past weekend about uh, rappers that people feel rap the best about love. And we got a lot of answers. So I'm, I'm going to read these off. Uh, my homegirl Nat said Nicki Minaj. Uh, Malik said Lil Uzi Vert. My guy Gus, uh, shout out Gus Frat right there. He said Meek Mill. Uh, I don't know this girl's name, but her, her at name is Bananakins. She said PMB Rock, Young Blue, Moneybag Yo, Russ, Black, and Future. Six answers. She, she went in. Um, I do the Dom thing. At I do the Dom thing is an underscore there. If you want to follow her, she said Kodak Black. Sharday Official said Drake and Future. Blackberry Sap also said Young Blue. And then my homegirl Sonia from Jersey. Shout out Sonia. She said A Boogie and JID. Fellas, who do y'all feel raps the best of our love? And also, Nikki, you you made a face at one of the answers, so I definitely want to hear. I made a few faces at a few of the answers. Um. Yeah, I'm. I didn't know Kodak was such a such a lady killer there, such a lover. Um, that that's I like some of them. I'm like y'all trolling. Yeah, yeah, you have to be trolling. Hear your name on the pod, but it's all good. No, no. Um, it was funny. I saw this earlier, and I was like, you know, I like to think about my answers. I want it to be a good answer. I, it, you know, Drake to me is just like the obvious answer because of like how he goes about his his content. But honestly, you got to come back to me because I feel like I, I got to really find a rapper that talks about love in the right in the way that I want it to be. And it could be also like not romantic love. It could be like right. Yeah. Love. Yeah. It was it, it was general. I mean, I, I put a little Valentine's Day gif with somebody throwing hearts. But yeah, it could have been anything. Uh, Rush, you, you guys, anyone or any, any particular people in mind? Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, obvious answer to me is Drake. But, you know, I, I tend not to use him for comparison because it's you know there's no comparison yeah it's kind of like you know we get it but uh i'm gonna go bryson you know i know i I know he does do like the singing but he actually has some bars and and i really i'm really in tune with his you know his his tapes and i think he does a great job of rapping about rapping i mean rapping about love because that's pretty much all he's really talking about if if you kind of go back to and listen to his tracks it's always about past lovers and then lovers here lovers there but i'm gonna go bryson for sure yeah yeah, my answers were Meek, uh, Fifty Cent, and Fab. I, I think the, the, those three Fab really is a good one. Fab, Fab he he got good. baby so into you. Uh, Meek got twenty four seven fall through. Fifty Cent gave us twenty one questions. Smile, best friend, like Fifty yeah. Allo Lover Boy in him for sure. Fifty is Fifty is a great answer because he's like he's still hood, but he still is like love. Like it's very mm-hmm. clearly like his. I'm trying to love you. <laughs> like yeah. yeah. So I, I like Fifty. That's a good answer. Yeah. Did, did 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 you come up with one, Nick? No, or, I didn't. We just, we, we're skipping over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just going go. go. We got plenty to talk about, so it's okay. Uh, let's get into the chat. When, when I read this in pre-production, I I laughed because I didn't know the relevance. So I'm, I'm gonna let Nick lead this one. I mean, it's not relevant, but I feel like it's something that happened in the community that we just gotta speak about because it was so shocking when I saw it. Cause like <laughs> this is fake. I'm like it's not real. But shout out to my homegirl. Gorilla Glue Girl been <laughs> delivered from the shackles of the adhesive bondage. <sighs> she has been delivered. So I just okay. had to shout her out real quick one time. But I ain't got nothing to do with music, so we could just go on to the next thing. No, I mean, like, I, I, I wasn't even too tuned in. Like, like yeah, I know I'm usually on Twitter a lot, but, like, I really didn't know the full story. Like, I, I've seen the commentary on it more than what actually happened, so... Yeah, shout out to her for that. But it, it was just a ridiculous story, and like how, like it, it's it's been going for like weeks now. Like, 
and people's commentary and reactions and people supporting her, getting her back, people calling her stupid, people coming at the, the Gorilla Glue, Glue brand for not making it clear what the, the glue is for, fault. like no. <laughs> telling them they should sponsor her, like <laughs> wild times. done no crafty projects to know that Gorilla Glue is nothing to play with. I don't even let it try to get it on my fingertips. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. Uh, same, same, Armando. I wasn't really too in tune with it, but um, I heard that the the doctor was black. Um, I just looked up his name real quick, like Doctor Michael Bang, um, Ghanaian born, uh, went to okay. Harvard Medical. So I guess okay. he's becoming like a thing now. So getting some recognition. That's fire. So, me like some. Poss- <laughs> I don't know fire. how you know how they do. They throw some. Yeah. Out, but I wasn't really in tune with it either. I mean, I don't. Again, Nick, same thing. Like. Why are you putting that in your head? Why was that even a consideration? <laughs> like, what, you know, whatever, but. Uh, all of that to say, read the labels before y'all use something. Like, <laughs> like I, I know that's something we don't do these days, but read the label before you get caught up. Uh, the Super Bowl was this past weekend. Um, I was, I, I, I bet three shots on Mahomes. Mahomes was getting. He, Mahomes was in hell. Like he, he yeah, they were they were missing two offensive tackles, and that Tampa yeah. Bay pass rush rush is crazy. They they were on happened. him. Yeah, so they, they, there were two happened. tackles missing. Yep. Because yep. I'm like, yo, they are getting to this dude every single down. I'm like, every yeah. game, yeah. every down. Yeah, and it's like the Chiefs have dangerous a dangerous offense, and the the Bucks because their pass rush was so good, they were able to just sit back and zone. They didn't have to try to play man on Tyreek Hill because you play man on Tyreek Hill, he's sprinting past you. That man runs like two hundred miles per hour. It's not it's not yes. happening. But <laughs> more of the music side of the Super Bowl. Um, the weekend was the was the halftime show. Um, the rumor about Kendrick coming out was false. Before we get into him, I just want to get into our beautiful beautiful ladies that sang. Oh, yes. Beautiful, as well as the national anthem. Yes. Jasmine, thank you. Thank you. I just thank you, Jasmine. (laughs) Her, thank you again as well. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to thank them. And no, they did fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. But uh, the weekend did did his halftime show. No, well, but before I get my opinion, Rush, how'd you feel about about the weekend's performance? (sighs) So, you know, I mean, we we keep it real. Yeah, we had some exchange on Twitter. You know how it is, but I got to give you the background story about how I feel about the weekend. So I don't think I'm the, the best person to ask about this, but remember, if you remember when him and Party were first coming out, they were on the same same pedestal. I would say it was kind of the same sound, and yeah. people chose weekend, people chose Party. I was always on Party's side, obviously. Mm-hmm. I think it's clear that they've taken different roles in terms of the music and where they end up now. So I don't even compare them anymore. But ever yeah. since then, I've always had a bitter taste when referencing Weekend. Although I do, I do acknowledge his greatness, mm-hmm. appreciate his music, but I just don't think it was the right fit for the Super Bowl. I think that people mm-hmm. have naturally associated the Super Bowl with, uh, a, you know, a number of things. So dancing, moving around, performing, yeah. not just particularly singing. So I think that it was more so like a a a, a weekend concert almost i think somebody made a joke like weekend cella like you know it was on <laughs> on the weekend and it's like you know if you don't really bump with his music it's kind of like like what are we doing here he tried to do a little two-step little little michael jackson move it was cool but you know we we wanted to we wanted a little more and i think that's what a lot of people were expecting nobody was calling it whack but i just think for the super bowl you know we wanted we wanted a little more pizzazz and what was going on that that's my take though 
Yeah, no, I think that's yeah, a very, very valid take. Um, that's that's something that I acknowledge as well. Like I, I was super happy for him. A lot of the songs he did, I love, you know, he, he, he played the hits like you and I talked about um, and, and he didn't bring anyone out. Like that was, yeah, that was him. the most interesting part to me. Like one of my guys tweeted, yo, the weekend don't have any friends. And I was like, and we were all like, no, he like, well, we know he could have got anyone he wanted to, to do it. But I honestly think he took this as an opportunity to really show himself, his mind, like well, what, what, what he would be able to do. I agree. It would have been nice to see some dancing, but like, you know, we know weekend, like that's, that's not him. He's, he's really just, he really just sings. Like that's really just what he does. Um, the production value, like the, the budget for that was like millions of dollars. And I heard he, he used some of his own money. Seven, seven, seven of million them. dollars, seven, seven million dollars. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sure he did. And like, it, it, you could tell, and it was, that was really cool. And like, I've also acknowledged throughout weekend's career, he can sing. He's not the greatest singer. And I think we saw that as well with you know I, I don't know if the audio was like I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna make excuses for him I, but he he Thank didn't you. sound that strong but Especially I, I around and everything exactly but I, I did enjoy the overall performance and he ended up doing a lot of the songs that I expected him to and he even gave them a a, a trilogy deep cut because because there was people complaining that like he wasn't doing b-side I was like yo this is the Super Bowl <laughs> he's a pop star like we really got to think about what it means to be performing at the Super Bowl and what being a pop star means. You're there because you've reached a certain pantheon. Your songs have done certain things. And so he's not going to get up there and do die for you or do, you know, <laughs> the party and the after party or, or, or high for this. He's going to give you blinding lights, yeah. star boy, can't feel my face and stuff like that. But uh, overall, I thought it was cool. Nick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so let's start positive very happy for him that he's reached that space to where he's con- even considered to be at the super bowl all hats off to him for getting there in his career he doesn't do that he doesn't do super bowl type performances to me in my mind he's a creative mind he obviously put in the effort to do it, everything like that but like when it comes to, like you said, what Rush said, when we think about the Super Bowl, we think of spectacle and we think of performance, right? And I think that because he doesn't dance, he doesn't, you know, play, he doesn't do something that's more, I guess, on the spectacle side. It felt very, like, normal. It felt like I was just kind of watching him. I would have liked a little more interaction. It was him and a bunch of dudes. Like, uh, are you? do you have any, you know, nice ladies to dance with? Like, what you know, what's... The, I just thought it was, I, to me, it didn't give me no, like, nothing that really sat on, right? There was no gravitas to the moment. I'm going to use, mm-hmm. I'm gonna throw that word in there. <laughs> none of that in the moment, you know what I'm saying? And I was just yeah. like, it felt very underwhelming. Um, but like I said, I, I was glad that he was there. I, the main thing for me, I knew we weren't getting no B-sides. That was whatever. For me, it was the sequencing of the joints that he was known for that, that the, the way they happened like i figured blinding lights would be towards the end but like he started with what one of the he started with uh, a, a, a gospel chorus no a gospel chorus did call out my name and then he did star boy yeah it was like i was like it felt odd yeah and it felt like it felt very odd you know i, I like but the branding and the marketing thing like for him because staying in that sort of fit and everything i love that that was really cool but then also i couldn't sit here and just not think about michael i'm just like this is so michael but not like it's so 
everything is derivative of Michael without the dancing, without, you know, the, the, the star power that Michael has. Obviously, there's no one really touching him like that. But it was uh, I'm not going to hate on the brother, but like, yeah, it was it was underwhelming to me for when we think Super Bowl. Mm. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Well, uh, just a quick question. Who, who, who's your like favorite Super Bowl performance of, like all time? Like if, if you had to think of one. Dog. It's Prince and Michael. One of the two. Mm. Yeah, Russian, you got one. When, oh my bad. Yeah, no, no, when cool. the rain hit and purple rain. When the rain hit and the mass. Come on, it's just like you can't write these. You can't even write these moments. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Beyonce, certain things that. Beyonce yeah. went to Beyonce's was, was crazy. See, I that's what we. Smoked you know what I'm saying? This is what was we're she thinking about. Was, was it just her? Was it just her or was it? She came out with what? What, what was it? Was it what band was it? Or did Bruno was, come out with, it, with somebody else? I remember Bruno. Was it there. wasn't the Chili Peppers, was it? No. Nah, Beyonce came out with, with somebody though. I she almost did the fall. She called herself. Come on, yeah, we needed that. You know what I'm saying? Like we needed Beyonce's Beyonce though. Again, we we, we, we do the whole like, can you do Drake? Can you do Beyonce? It's it's hard. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> the expectation has been set so high. Coldplay. It was Coldplay. Yeah, he doesn't do that. That's what I was just like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not not, expect, yeah, you know, so maybe NBA <laughs> halftime, all star weekend, kind of, like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For sure, you know, but For sure. Super Bowl, I don't, you know, I don't know. Hey, now you guys make really interesting points, and he announced his after hours tour for 2022. Well, he announced that a couple weeks ago, so um, I'm, I'm planning to check that out, assuming you know all things are healthy and stuff. So perhaps he will, he'll, he'll, he'll you know, take some dance lessons and get that together and bring that to his, to his tour. But um, shout out to him. Along the Super Bowl vein, um, a Britney Spears doc, doc came out recently. And there was a lot of commotion, a lot of commentary on that. A lot of people saying that, that, that it's really good. So I definitely intend to check that out. But um, it also spoke on Justin Timberlake. And that led to him apologizing after like nearly 20 years to both Britney Spears and Janet Jackson. G- as you remember, just J- JT and Janet performed at the Super Bowl together. He uh, exposed her, 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 her breast. And um, yeah, like nearly 20 years later, he's, he's apologizing for it. And there are a lot of people who aren't really giving him grace for waiting so long. How, how do you guys feel about JT apologizing so late? I'm with that. I'm with them, like, holding him to the fire. You're a mm-hmm. guest. Let's be honest. You're a guest in this game. Like, <laughs> you you make our music and, and sell it back to people, and they, and they think it's new. So, one, you're a guest. Two, <laughs> you did that to Janet. Like, she's one of our crown jewels. Like, you don't just do that, right? Um, I've heard so much back and forth. I feel like the real story about the situation is, like, very almost elusive about like what it was planned, what it wasn't planned or what it was. But long story short, it kind of happened in two similar ways, you know, him or the Janet and Britney situation. And so I'm just like, you know, it, I saw this tweet. It was hilarious. You know, the, I don't know if y'all see the ones with the two pictures and be like, who y'all thought the villains were, the actual <laughs> villain. Yeah. Have <laughs> you saw that one, Joy? <laughs> the rest? Yeah. Uh, rest, you saw that? It was basically like, it was uh, who you thought the villains were, Janet and Brittany, and then the real villain was Justin. It's like, dude, if you're doing this twice, I think it has something to do with you. But you never know at the end yeah. of the day. But yeah, him apologizing this late, it's, it's too little too late, but you could have said something. That's a fact. That's a fact. Um, the Gibeon Tiny Desk uh, dropped this past week. Um, a lot of people loved it. Very, very exciting. Um, 
dude is super talented. I think that's a great look for him. Um, though, though I didn't get to see it, um, the, through what people said about it, he, they said that he sounds just like his records. And that's something that it matters a lot in R and B. You know, we hear a lot of these, these songs and vocals are adjusted, auto-tuned. A lot of different things are done to make them sound good. And then you see someone live and you might be disappointed and seemingly Gibeon did not disappoint the people. Um, so that's really good yeah, to he hear. Did. Yeah. He's still learning. Uh, I think how to, his showmanship, but he's, mm-hmm. but he's like, and I think we talked about a conversation that was like, where his next step is, if he if he's gonna break the doors off this, he got to do some faster songs. He got to mm. get into some more like vibe yeah. stuff and just get us. We can't be like sad or oh, give him a listen to Give on. We need yeah. to be like, oh, I mean, no, that's, that is a bag too. That is a bag. That I mean, people, oh no, it's a bag. Yeah, that is a bag that people but, like to stay in. <laughs> but but I, I it's I a agree. bag. It's a bag, and you can build a career off that bag. However, for his, with his youth, with his you know Longevity. yeah, where we're kind of positioning him on the platform, <clears throat> he can do more. I agree. And that yeah. doesn't mean crossover or anything. It just means give us a little more energy. Show us that you're young. Show us you ready to go. Yeah. Like, think about it. Like, The Weeknd was considered an R&B artist, and then he came with more upbeat, poppy-type songs. Right. And, and that's what... That. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. See, it yeah. got to be pop like, to be upbeat. That's what I'm saying. It could just be more upbeat. That, that's also true. Upbeat. I think yeah. he's a... He, I was talking to a friend about that recently, and, and we were talking about giving on and. I had made a joke like I can only listen to like two of his songs back to back before I'm like, all right, bro, like that was <laughs> enough. But you know, he's such a strong, deep voice. He he mm-hmm. definitely does have to switch it up, or else what I think we'll we'll start seeing is he, he's gonna be on the chorus, like he'll be on the background to a lot of mm-hmm. these songs because his voice is so strong and he hasn't figured out how to really navigate within the within his space. So I, I agree with that 100 percent Yeah. I, I was I was actually running his project. Uh, this past week while I was driving and the, the opener to take time, the beach is like more, it's it's like, it's got a faster BPM than like most of his other stuff. And it's really dope. Like it's one of my favorite songs on that project. And I was listening to it. I was like, I, I would like to hear him do, do some more stuff more like, stuff like this. this. So, so yeah, let's, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I like him. I, I know I was highly critical when on the pod, like last season when, when he first dropped and everyone was super like, Oh, he's the best artist out right now. His project is the best, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely a fan. I'm definitely a fan. Um, I would like oh, to see him dope. succeed. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, another R&B male heartthrob who just dropped an incredible project. Lucky Day dropped Table for Two. I love it because he, he dedicated the project to the women, all women features we got. Joyce Rice. We got Tiana Major 9. We got uh, Mahalia. Mahalia. We got we got Yeba. We got Ari Lennox. Like that project is... Heat fire the luckiest the luckiest (laughs) of days yeah like (laughs) like i just tweeted i tweeted after listening to it i just lucky day with a period like that's all i had to say like he he really delivered like people people were were waiting for something from him he hadn't dropped a project since 2019 uh painted which was very strong grammy grammy nominated um and this this follow-up uh just yeah (laughs) it's it's very very good so shout out to lucky for that beautiful Beautiful timing, table for two, all duets, round Valentine's, just smart. It's, it, mm-hmm. You know, I like that part. I, I take into account like the delivery to roll out too. Yeah, like, that's just, mm-hmm. the planning that's of it good all. play. You are a big yeah. sing. Like that's a good one. Somebody's good play, somebody was bro. like, right there, like <laughs> exactly, right there. Exactly. 
<laughs> and they delivered yeah. vocally. Everyone delivered. It was great. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack came out this past weekend. Very, very good soundtrack. Something for everybody on there. We had Black Thought. We had Rakim. We had Nip, Nip and Jay-Z, Lil Durk, uh, Saba and Smino. We had Nas and Hit Boy. Like there was just really something for everybody there. Um, I wanted to have a quick convo about the Nipsey Hussle and Jay-Z song, what it feels like. Uh, the Hoes verse leaked earlier this week. And he, he starts the verse off with Scorpion Bricks way before Aubrey's double disc, 40 on my lap clap like 40 did the mix. And everyone thought that those were shots at Drake. And ev- everyone's like, oh man, like Hove getting that Drake, like all, all this commotion. I'm just like, yo, why do people want Drake and Jay-Z to hate each other so much? So like, much though, you know? Like so It's much. weird, especially because Drake spoke in the Rap Radar interview. Never shout out. Yeah, shout out to Elliot Wilson and, and BDOT in, in, for the Rap Radar interview. He spoke about how him and Hove had a whole conversation after all the little subs they threw at one another. And like, they're cool. Hove was featured on Scorpion. Right. So like, and if if he was calling it a brick, like, you know, I, um, uh, Rob Markman was saying on, on, on the timeline this weekend, like, yeah, Scorpion might not be critically acclaimed. It might not be everyone's favorite Drake album, but the joint went like five times platinum. So like, it's it's not a brick. Like, it's, it's not a brick at all. Off the um, strength. And this whole thing, yeah, you feel me? And this made me think of uh, a quote uh, from Kobe, actually. I know Rush is a huge, huge Kobe fan. Shout out Kobe, rest in peace. Um, But Kobe tweeted a couple years ago, uh, we we just need to enjoy everyone. Because everyone likes to compare LeBron and MJ, say, oh, MJ's better, LeBron's better. And Kobe was like, enjoy MJ's six rings, enjoy my five rings, enjoy LeBron's journey. It's like, we don't have to always put the greats against one another, compare them and try to like fabricate a, a beef between them so like well what are you guys thoughts on you know the supposed shots and just this this natural inclination the culture has to pit two people that we all love and who are super successful against one another yeah i didn't hear nothing when i first listened to it i'm like where was the where was the shots like i it literally went over my head and just as you said it now i'm like i guess that's not even it's like not even a, that's a reach so mm-hmm. that's I thought it was dope bars. This is his whole bars. Come on, yeah. you know what I'm saying. I th- I think they have a lot of playful banter, uh, even across the years, and it's mm-hmm. it's always playful to me. Like I've I I've never heard a you know I've never heard something that they've said like oh he was you know like nah I, w- I thought it was cool that the fact mm-hmm. that I, I you know I looked at it like in a maybe this is me trying to you know being too much in the the, the poetic mindset, but it's <laughs> funny that you know uh, somebody like Jay Z. Uh, you know how he's so looked up to and like he's like this father figure to to hip-hop and what he's doing and helping everybody and you know we've known Drake to be this you know this, we, we saw when he first came in Degrassi now he's big time but like Jay-Z's calling him Aubrey you know like nobody yeah. like nobody else is gonna call Drake Aubrey <laughs> but it was just funny because like this big brother moment and you know I don't know what their relationship is exactly but I just thought that bit of it was funny like you know just to even if, if it was the, to humble Drake, but you know, it, it was, I, I looked at it like all love and the fact right. that, you know, this he called yeah. him Aubrey and it's just like, oh, you know, <laughs> that's, that's yeah. cute. Like Drake is probably like, oh, that's cute. You know, like, that's cute. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's cute. So it, I thought it was funny. And honestly, if you listen to the line, like it made more sense for him to say Aubrey than Drake because Aubrey is two syllables. So it like fit the, the tempo fit. of, you know of, of the verse way more. But like it reminds me of like the smartest student in the class coming at the teacher, questioning the teacher like, oh, like you made a mistake here. Or you said this wrong, something like that. Like it's just 
it's it's just one of those relationships where like you know how great you are and like you see where you want to be and so you you're you're kind of gunning for it and like honestly yeah. like you know i had a conversation on the show i'm on called the commission shout out to foresight uh arden who was on uh the first week um we talked about how there's not enough of this type of stuff in rap like rap yeah. isn't as competitive as it used to be there's no one who's really like I'm trying to be Drake. I'm trying to gun for Drake. Or if someone says it, it's someone that we don't really take that seriously. Like, so I, I, I kind of miss this. Like we're looking to see who the next one is going to be. Will anyone ever be Drake? No, but someone's going to step into that place as the, sure. uh, the undeniable greatest artist. And like, I, I miss, you know, people gunning for spots like Lil Wayne in his run towards the late two thousands. Like you could tell he was trying to be, he was saying, I'm the best rapper alive. Hove still existed. Hove retired, came back, but like Wayne made it clear. And then Drake coming after Wayne, like we don't know who the next person is going to be. I, I don't think that we've met the next person yet, but I, I would love to see more of this to be honest, especially because it, as Rush said, it seems playful. It just seems it's like playful. Health, it's all playful. Even you shouted out 40, you know what I'm saying? Like it, yeah. it's kind of like, it's just all love like OVO camp and, I don't know. That's kind of how I looked at it too, and I don't think Jay Z's trying to start any beef at this point yeah. in his career. You know, like absolutely not, absolutely not. Um, <clears throat> some other quick hits: Pink Sweats dropped an album, Pink Planet. Uh, we got a single from Sid. We, we've been waiting on Sid for a minute. Uh, she dropped a single, Missing Out. Uh, we got Eric Bellinger and Hitmaker drop one eight hundred one eight hundred Hit Easy, and then Lil TJ and Black drop Call on My Phone. I got the record early. That joint is hard. If you haven't heard it by now. Check it out. It's real, real good. We've been talking. I'm parched. I, I don't know how Rush's feeling. Nick, what, what you sipping on, brother? I'm sipping on some some fire tea from our homegirl, Zanya. This is from Healthy. This is the half and half. It's sponsored by Healthy. <laughs> got that little, I hope Karen got that little screen grab. But anyways, no, I'm sipping, I'm sipping on my tea. This is di- di- directly designed for me as a Sagittarius. This is all her teas are directly uh, related to your zodiac sign, and as you order, you can order your zodiac sign. So my tea has cinnamon in it, which is good for you know uh, inflammatory and in, inflammatory situation, anti-inflammatory. It's antioxidant. We got dandelion in here. We got some sage in here, purifying the the internals. We got some orange peel, all that you know. So it's it's a really great tea. I I've been drinking. I've been enjoying. It. It's been hard to actually kind of save the, the the stuff that she sent me and not just drink it up. I gotta save it for <laughs> these episodes. But yeah, so our half and half is sponsored by Healthy. Please go check her and her amazing teas out. It is coming out of MusicBusinessWorldwide.com. This is Post Malone to perform free to view visual concert for Pokemon by Murray Stetson. So. Uh, Rush wasn't here last week, but for those who were not haven't caught up yet, we had a discussion and we were talking about avatars. I like to find different uh, discussions about you know music and the tech world and things that are coming up on the horizon, especially since we don't know the end of COVID and just different ways in which we've seen over this past time since the pandemic started, artists engaging their audiences and consumers in a very very active digital way. We've talked about a lot of Fortnite's contributions, particularly in the gaming world that they're taking advantage of. So last week we spoke about avatars and people different you know uh, brand partnerships and how avatars like you know people will be uh, using those opportunities for purchasing brands so like if somebody you know sees a rush avatar in a game they can click a link to the poetry 
poetry me please and, oh, no. and grab the merch they can you know click on the hat and grab wherever that's from all these sort of things like that and so there's a lot of integration that we're seeing here this one is specifically interesting because literally the week before i was saying avatars and we saw travis scott's you know Fortnite performance a few other bands and acts have done it now post malone is going to be doing one on february 27th he's going to perform a uh, virtual concert for pokemon as a part of the company's p25 music program which is a year-long campaign in celebration of the brand's 25-year history so they're basically going to be doing a whole year of these sort of visual uh, adaptations of artists and their and their music in the concert so uh travis's last year people in april in april 2020 his Fortnite event attracted 27 Point seven million viewers across five pre-recorded sets. So, I mean, that's unprecedented amount of eyes seeing you in this sort of visual, virtual world. Um, Katy Perry was announced last month as the premier artist of the program. So, Pokemon says she'll they'll be unveiling more P25 music details at the end of Post Malone's concert. So, we may see some bigger artists. We may be seeing artists getting into that. But it's a great thing that it's very interesting seeing how people are tapping into this lane. Um, I wanted to say to y'all and ask, I mean, it, I feel like me as, as a consumer, I don't really dive in. I don't play video games. I'm not into that stuff, but I know a lot of people who are, and even games that may, you know, I don't know how many people are just playing Fortnite still, but I know people who are playing 2K and other games like that, Call of Duty, whatever, where these things could be touch points. I mean, 2K has already been a music culture touch point for a long time. So do you think that this can really catch on as a viable for I me mean, for artists, you know, connecting into that gaming world or the, the virtual worlds for brand partnerships, integrations, all that stuff? Start with you, Rush. Yeah, um, for sure, 100%. I think even going back, like myself, I don't play Fortnite, but, you know, during quarantine, you already know, Call of Duty, I remember Armar, you first got me started, then I tried to take <laughs> off on it, but um, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's I, I definitely I definitely do see this becoming the norm and it can happen in pretty much any game I'm convinced I, I, I think one of the the biggest moments of quarantine during all the rioting and you know George Floyd Breonna Taylor when you had I thought it was I thought it was a uh, I'm gonna use amazing and I, and I felt you know represented and I felt seen when I turned on my call of duty and just big screen just black lives matter and they had all these updates and it, you know, you can see this and for every time you had to click or a loading screen, you saw Black Lives Matter and you saw a little message, you know, something small, but I think if, if, if and we saw that across many different platforms and different games. So I think something like this is, it, it could easily like think about a war zone loading and you know, you have an artist and I think in like Fortnite they had, you know, the, the Travis Scott and he was like this big figure and, yeah. roaming around i think that can happen in pretty much any game especially that things are moving online i want to say it's like a quick little update and then you know then you got it there so i definitely do think this is something that we'll start to see a little more often i'm not too sure how the deals are set up and you know how they go about choosing and picking their characters but i would say so i think so and and, and i'm for it too it's, it's a it's dope for the kids to see especially if you know you got a rappers and some artists that are sending good messages or just like giving their music out in general so sure yeah i agree and I, I think it's genius on pokemon's and i mean this is their 25th year pokemon's probably one of the most popular games ever but post malone has so many fans and i'm sure there's a lot of crossover between their fan bases but like this is gonna bring so many people to pokemon and then it's also gonna whoever the pokemon people are who are just tuning in because they're loyal to pokemon 
going to get Post Malone fans as well. So it, it, it makes perfect sense. I can definitely see this happening. I, I would love to see, like, so many rappers be tweeting about playing Call of Duty like Meek and Lil Durk. Yeah, and, imagine you had and, Meek and a load of Meek. Yeah, like, <laughs> and like, and like Meek, Meek has the type of music you would want to hear while playing Call of Duty. I mean, I don't really listen right. to music when I play because you got to hear people's footsteps when they try to sneak you. But like, it's like you said, like, while you're waiting for the actual game to start, it would be real cool to hear Meek do a verse or something like that. So, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of a lot of potential here. And Post Malone also just kind of looks like a Pokemon as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nick, uh, you, you had another question here about whether you feel a concert is valid if it's not an in-person experience. Like, we're not there in front of the stage. And I'll, I'll speak for myself, like, I've, I've been tuning into a lot of these virtual concerts and like, I really enjoy them. Like, you know, I spoke about the, um, the uh, Patron one that uh, Black did and, you know, obviously I'm a Black fan, so I'm gonna t- tune in anyways, but like the, the production value of it and like them having a DJ and all that, I, I thought it was really cool. I, I was tuned in. So I think, you know, if you get the right acts um, who, are, who are showmen, even if they're not in front of an actual crowd, I, I, I mean, it's not, it's definitely not the real feel of being next to sweaty people at a concert and just hearing everyone sing the song together. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll sit here on my laptop and, and, and watch a concert still too. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'll watch for me. It's just more, you know, I think about, like you said, it's not even for me to act, you know, it's really about the experience of just being there and, and seeing other people and, you know, being with your friends and those sort of things that I think are so important to a whole concert situation. Cause you know, pretty much every concert you go to, you can immediately say who you're there with, right? You can immediately say who you're there with. Or you immediately, you know, like, I like to go to concerts alone. It's fire. <laughs> Shout out to Majid Jordan. Saw them live at Brooklyn Steel by myself. It was fire. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think this is a dope thing. Don't get me wrong. And I think that's kind of a sort of a separate question in a way. I just kind of wrote that down just to get some more thought going. But um, yeah, I, I'm all for this virtual world, like integration into music. And I think that's just another place where musicians can make money. My only concern is just like, it's only really at this level for the big artists, the big acts that can kind of create a whole world virtually and visually mm-hmm. that would be stimulating enough for a brand to be in a, you know, attractive enough for a brand to get involved. But like, I think about like the one game I used to play and I used to play it on computer was Star Wars Battlefront 2. Can't nobody tell me nothing about no Battlefront 2. I love Star Wars. I'm a Star Wars fan anyway. But I remember when you would go in certain places, and I'm sure it's on every game that like you go in a little place and there's music playing in the background or whatever, like imagine like smaller acts, like being able to have like virtual characters playing their music and like things like that. It's just kind of like, I feel like right now the opportunity level is probably low for like just the average musician, obviously, because it's like, you know, there's so much involved, like how the deals are structured and branding sync. It's a type of sync. So like this, the master's clearance, all that stuff, but not to get too back into that depot, but that i think i think it's dope but yeah yeah that's the half and half y'all word let's jump into our employee of the month want to give a big shout out to my guy tore ali tore ali is a digital marketer and creative strategist who has worked with some of the most influential names in entertainment and some of fortune 500's biggest brands including adidas universal sony music group toyota and finish line Currently, he oversees digital marketing marketing campaigns at Columbia Records and is president of his own New York-based multidisciplinary creative agency, TaxCo. After securing his bachelor's degree at North Carolina A&T State University in Greensboro, Greensboro, Torre studied abroad in Florence, Italy, and earned a master's in media management from the New School in New York City. 
super accomplished guy. His, his resume speaks for itself. And like I said, he's just a genuine person sat on zoom with me and gave me some great advice on the industry. And, you know, this is, it's, it's important in what we do to, to pass the information forward, to pay it forward and to put, you know, good people on. So I appreciate that, you know, he took the time out of his schedule to do that for me. And it's something that I, I try to do just as uh, Nick and Rush do as well with, with their respective um, creative endeavors. So yeah, one more time, shout out to my guy, Torre Ali. All right, let's hear some tunes. Let's jump into the slide deck. What what, what are we talking about, Frank? The best song wasn't the single, but you weren't either. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, it's the black slide deck. Busy, black, everything, all black, everything. We're going to let our guest go first. What track did you bring to play for us, good sir? Uh, Brackets, J. Cole. Did did we get a chance to... To get that all logged in. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got you. We got okay, you. cool. We got yeah, you. Yeah, brackets. Need that. Need that. A lot of shit happened. Like, being in show business, a lot of shit happens. Like, like I make a lot of money, you know? And I'm really happy about it. I'm not bragging. I just want to say this. I make a so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> father was alive today, I would go home and say, Dad, I'm going to tell you how much money I make. You know what he said? You's a lying motherfucker. <laughs> Joe Lewis didn't make that much money. Come in there and get your ass out of here. With that bullshit. Niggas hating on me, I ain't used to that. Know a couple people want shoot for that. I say no, 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 chill, it ain't no need for that. Them niggas trying to blow and they need me for that. And if it work for them, well shit, I'm cool with that. Plus how they feel, I ain't got shit to do with that. I just sit back on cool and watch my paper stack. And trip off how much bread them crackers take from that. That's a real, real heavy song. That's definitely one of my favorites from KOD. I know both Rush, this was your 2018 album of the year. We used to talk about it all the time in, in the yeah, upstate chat. <laughs> we would be debating. Fact. I forgot about that. Yeah, I know Nick went to the concert and just was taken to heaven, <laughs> played it like 15 Where? times nice. <laughs> the day it released. The, I was at the uh, the he released that party that was like a Monday and he released it that Friday. It was like yeah. Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And he had the impromptu listening session in Gramercy. And bruh, I looked up 
I told my supervisor, I was like, yo, J. Cole's in there. She's like, go. <laughs> I said, bet. <laughs> Immediately dipped, got in line, and like I became a true, like, I believed it now, like seeing the, the hype around J. Cole. I, I, I get it. Not that I wasn't before, like, I always respected him. But I think when you can hear artists, I feel like we don't get that enough. Sorry, I'm not going to take your limelight. But <laughs> we. <laughs> Artists, we don't get the inside thoughts often, like with them kind of on their own volition saying it. Not an interview style where an interview may lead their questioning a certain way, where they can just freely talk about the music. In detail like that, you don't get that. And I feel like even post, you know, the release, looking at the content that released after, I'm like, dang, they don't even know the half of it. Because he, I was sitting there with him when he was saying all the stuff behind the meaning of why he chose this and why he said this and like KOD having three different meanings and his whole alter, alter ego kill Edward and how that plays. Into, it was just, it was so much more significant. It had so much more meat on the bone. Like it was just amazing. Um, so that was also produced by him. And people don't know he produces stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's produced most of his, oh. his own stuff yeah. throughout his career. But Rush, like I, I know this is an impactful song for you. There's that one line that you know you made an IG caption. I think you did it a few times. Yeah. Uh, so t- talk about it, man. Like, well, what what is it about this song for you? It's um, you know, so the whole sort of again, it's it, it's a lot of layers to it. But even on that, like that voice, and he's talking about how you know he 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 got unk, and you know he's gonna break him off a little piece and break him off a little piece. And if you play it back. He's at, it's like Uncle like Uncle Sam. And it's like the taxes are like you make your own money and then they take half basically. So it's like, damn, like I'm working hard as ever. And you know, the tax brackets and all that's you know, that's one side of it. But then what really gets me is just his point about taxes. And he says, like, you know, everybody has to pay it, the general gist of it, but he doesn't know where it's going. And he says something that stood out to me is the fact that, you know, he wishes he can. Like on his iPhone, when he's about to pay his taxes, he wishes that he can pick and choose where his money's going. And he makes the comment to like hiring teachers that don't look like these kids. And, you know, me, you know, I'm a teacher, you know, I've been teaching for four years. And you see all these kids having all these teachers that don't look, they don't sound, they don't live in the area. And, you know, by, you know, again, teaching is a selfish position. So anybody who takes up that, <clears throat> you know, who, te- who steps forward and up to the plate is, you know, I, I definitely appreciate them and I recognize their, their their ambition, but it means something when you have a black male teacher or a black woman teacher that's in the building that can really relate to the kids. And I tell my kids all the time, I'm like, listen, you and I live 10 minutes away from each other. I'm not waking up an hour, two hours before because I live in Long Island or Jersey or Connecticut. Like I live here, I'm with you. You and I are literally the exact same person in eighth grade. So mm. When he says that, it's like, damn, like, and then going back to the curriculum, so like what we're teaching, like, you'll be surprised a lot of schools still teaching the fact that Christopher Columbus was the first one to found America, and it, it's so layered, and he's hitting all these points in such a catchy song. So going back mm-hmm. to Nick, what you said, we don't see this a lot. You know, a lot of people look at uh, J. Cole, uh, he's too rapidly rap, and this is what I want. You know what I'm saying? This is a lot of people. This is what a lot of people want. Being able to make good music with a, with a, with a strong message. <clears throat> and he just connects it back like uh, about how a lady will, a mother will have to bury her son. And, you know, before anything else, she has to make sure she file her taxes to get the money back. So it's just like, damn, like he's just hitting points and points. So that's my point there. And, you know, definitely go check that out and really listen to it. Not like, you know, like you guys do 
listen to it, but really try to interpret and, and break down each of these lines and each of these bars because they do that a lot with J. Cole. Yeah, like people try to call J. Cole a simple rapper. Like he, oh, he says things you. straightforward. I'm like, fam, how how can you look at a song like this and think, oh, he's he's basic, his bars are basic. Like, like come on. Like and I never heard that. And if I ever do, I, will, I will really go in on somebody who says that. It's a social media narrative. And like and it's funny because like years ago there was that social media joke like, oh, you, you gotta have a certain level of intelligence to enjoy J. Cole. To enjoy J. Cole. Yeah. And it's like now people are trying to say he's he's dumb or whatever, probably because of the, the thing that happened with no name. Where it's like, nah, he's he's just a dude being himself. And like he's he's always been like this. Like he's always had a message. He's always addressed what's going on in the country in his life and how he feels about it. And so to put it in as many layers like rush said it's it's just it's 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 rap magic to me it's it's magic sure, yep. so thank you for bringing that uh nick what you bring for us to listen to good brother i brought some heat from a gentleman who i think goes i'll use the term i think he's oddly overlooked mm-hmm. this is uh, a gentleman who i think is preserving the art of male vocals male r&b vocals from all touch points delivery vocal prowess Tonal, you know, tonality, uh, uh, delivery, all of it, <laughs> uh, and I just think he's oddly overlooked. And it might be a timing thing; I don't know what it is, but I just hope that that veil gets ripped off the same way it got ripped off, you know, of Jasmine. People really seeing that who she is. I hope this happens for this man too. This is "All of Your Love" by Luke James, produced by Sir Dylan and Ryan Toby. From you that R&B beat was niggas. crazy. That is what I want. I'm sorry. I, I just had to get excited about this because right. we're in a generation of undersinging. And it fascinates me. And this is a probably a board meeting topic in and of itself. 
we're in a generation of undersinging and where everyone is saying they're a singer. Like everyone is a singer automatically. And they're already given this credence of like being, you know, the next one to look out for or whatever. You got to prove yourself. There's touch points you got to hit to be in certain conversations for me. I am an R&B dude, like to the core, probably even more soul music than R&B. But I want people to take this seriously. There's an amount of singing that I think now is like people be trying not to try too much and oversing so hard that they undersing. It's really because they can't sing and they can't access certain things. Everything about that song was effortless. There was no, I was watching y'all faces and y'all made the face a few times, <laughs> a few times, not just the beat. Homeboy's going into his falsetto so easily, moving and maneuvering. It's that level of commanding your craft that I want to see from you R&B niggas talking about I sing R&B. That's why I don't just be giving it R&B to somebody that's going to sing a hook one time. No, you sang a hook. Okay, that's cool. You ain't R&B. That is R&B. I rest my case. I'm going to drop the mic. <laughs> Play with me. <laughs> that was a very special record. That, that like as soon as the beat hit, um, you, you and I spoke about this last weekend. We were in the car listening to that R and B playlist, and how you know, like instruments, instruments, instruments. Like that's what takes your sound to the next level. These days, we're in the the, the vibe, the moody, the dark type of stuff, and there's a lot of cool stuff within that. But it takes your music, your live performances, and your, your credence as an R&B artist to the next level when you can perform that well on instrument type stuff, not just a, a trap and B type beat. A little auto tune you know. on it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Which, and again, that stuff is cool, but this is, as Nick said, this like- is timeless. These are, that, that record had a classic feel to it. That's, that's the type of stuff that like you would play at a wedding. You would play it at a cookout. You would play it in, play it in various different coffee shops. Like play it anywhere. Urban Outfitters, anywhere, daily life. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that. Learn the craft. <laughs> I love, I love enthusiastic Nick, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, my record is by someone who the Stay Busy Boys, we 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 stand. We probably talk about her almost every episode. Every episode, her. I really, <laughs> every episode she gets spoken about. Yeah, yeah, and she deserves it. This is her. Uh, this is a track called Pigment, and this is produced by her and Orimi Beats. Things that I would do to you with just a couple seconds I would color every moment, make it feel like it's forever I'm coming over, so you can start undressing I'm giving you a chance to finally make a good impression on me Yeah, on me Make it feel like it's forever Cause it's clear I'm getting bigger I know you visualize my figure I was the one that made you look At your old girl and reconsider You see me in that black dress On the first date And now I'm causing frustration on your mind Only in the best ways 
Secretly I'm anxious Cause the thirst's never been mutual It's unusual That someone like you thinks I'm beautiful It's beautiful, yeah What we had was beautiful uh, Remember when he said The things that I would do to you With just a couple seconds I would color every moment Make it feel like it's forever, baby I'm coming over So you can start undressing I hope this is my chance to find a Make a good impression on what, 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 hold on, what's the name of that song? Pigment. That's off the first. That's off the Pigment. first joint. That's off the first joint she put Pigment. out. To twenty one, right? Well, okay, to okay. I yeah. thought it was off of um the volume one. Nah, nah. Pigment's not on volume one. Nah, nah. It's it's, it's on her first EP. It's on her first EP. EP. Oh, first okay. joint. Yeah, her first, first EP. But she might have put it on what's the name oh, too? Wait, hold on now. Maybe I, I don't know. But like this isn't this isn't one of her bigger records. Like it's it's one that I was actually put on to, and I heard I it. it. Yeah, she. I mean, well, what's there to say? Perfect type of that. perfect type of aura set up, and like her switching from the singing to the spoken word. I I, I love when her like she she she, she rapped on, on the one track that that opened um volume one. She she switches so seamlessly from the spoken word to her vocals instruments again here um the message there like she's getting bigger all that like it's unusual that someone like you thinks i'm beautiful the thirst has never been mutual like it's just man hers this is really not not enough to say and and it is on the the project so that's why because i've heard the track it's on Mm -hmm. there it's it's on the end but uh okay what's i want to point this out about her there's another one who is is learning the craft, is working on her craft. One part of the craft that if you're going to be an artist, you have to touch your songs, to me. You know what I'm saying? There's certain people that don't, whatever. But the songwriting on that, even if like it's so rewarding for people, who, people who can just listen to it passively can enjoy it. But people who are going to actively listen are rewarded for actively listening because you see the, the songwriting prowess that she has. Look, never mind her floating in between singing and doing spoken word for real. She opens a song say, sort of like in her perspective and then immediately towards the second part when she repeats the refrain from the beginning, flips it and now it's in his perspective using the same words and she all she did was change how she entered the, the, the phrase and so it's like you're rewarded when you're hearing these things as an active listener and you say like, yo, this girl is about to be the face of R&B, the way in which you know they're pushing her and putting her out front like, we want those type of people at the helm because they're putting that effort into the songwriting. So yeah. that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's, I love R&B. <laughs> that's facts. <laughs> um, so as you know, ladies and gentlemen, you can hear all these slides and the other slides, past slides on our slide deck playlist. Hit the link tree in our IG and Twitter bio at Stay Busy Pod. Um, if you would like to submit a slide, you can submit a slide as well, artists or or, or listeners. You can submit it at our uh, social media or you can email us at staybusypod at gmail.com. Hit the mailing list in our IG bio link tree and Twitter bio link tree. Also subscribe to the YouTube, YouTube channel, like, comment, share, all that good stuff. And thank you for those who have already. It's time to get into the fun. Before we get into the board meeting, you know we got to play some auto-reply with our guest. So Rush, uh, Nick and I are going to go back and forth saying one word to you, and you give us the first word that comes to mind. You ready? I bet. Let's do it. All right. You want to kick us off, Nick? Yeah. Let me. Let me. Let so me I'm just think. giving a okay. word. 
I'm just giving. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a one word reaction, and it, it don't gotta be like directly related. It could just the first word that comes to mind. Pops in. Okay. Yeah, it's a fun right, cool, game. Cool. So the first word I'm gonna give you, we'll start easy. Script. Writer. Okay. Diamond. Depressed. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Cadence. Clap. Weave. Uh, bundles. <laughs> okay, I was thinking because I know you'd be in the in the gym. Okay. Oh yeah, you see, I was. I'm on. I'm on, <laughs> I'm on, a, I'm on a love it's schedule not, right now. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Hammer. Uh, thunder. Shinobi. Oh, Naruto. Delivery. Uber Eats. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was at the door earlier? Nah, it was a minute. I just got some minutes. Okay, gotcha. Oh, man. And last but certainly not least, Russian. Uh, Vibes Cartel. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. yes. 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 Free the world, boss. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, as we said, we got our our boy, our brother, the good guy, the multi talented poet and educator, owner of founder, creator of Poetry Me. Please, Rush Brown here. So we're gonna get into a really good conversation. Um, so I think the best place to start because you you got the hoodie on. Um, tell the listeners the story of Poetry Me, please, and, you know, the, the, the origins of, of your poetry interests. For sure. Um, so I would say the origin of it all is, uh, well, I gave you, let me give you the background background and we can go through the timeline. So, you know, full name Rashawn Brown, a.k.a. Russian, which got shortened to Rush. <laughs> uh, I had mentioned Vibes Cartel, Vibes Cartel's producer, Russian. And all of his songs you hear, Russian. So, you know, at an early age, that was like my nickname with friends. And I started writing poetry and doing poetry off of like a, a, a rough breakup. Funny mm. enough, like real cliche, you know, bad breakup. <laughs> no, that's Turned so to the pen, got my feelings out. But nah, so, you know, um, it, it that's what really got me to do it. Um, you know, in school, I used to write, I used to actually used to write people's essays for money. That's how I was making money in school. So I was Same. always writing. Yeah. Funny. I used to charge $10 a page. I have my, uh, Fire. I have a sheet of everyone's name, like for a period of time that like, you know, whenever you contact me, said I need a two page, need a five page paper. I'll put your name and you know, how much money you owed. If you put a down deposit doing all this in high school, right? Crazy. But, uh, you know, in college, Deposits. I started <laughs> Yo, I, like it's like the five page. I right, give me twenty now, thirty later. You know what I'm saying? I, I was on and I was on them. I was on them. But uh, so I started writing and and you know I wrote and I performed. I actually performed at a, a biology uh, like a science event and I came in second place. I wrote about uh, how the smoke travels through your lungs and you know if if you know me, you know that's kind of that's kind of big for me because I don't smoke, I don't drink. Um, and at that age, you know, that's all, that's all that you saw at the time. So it, it was funny yeah. enough that I, that, I, that I wrote about that. And then when I got to college, what really got me to do it, so I had tried out for my school. You know, every school has like a, you know, a theater group or a spoken word group. So my school had one, Phenomenal Voices. Shout out to them, like, no hard feelings now. You know, it's, it's all love. Um, I had a good amount of friends that, w- that went through it. But as a freshman, I had tried out. You know, I'm, obviously I wasn't the best. I had a little something going on, but um, I had performed one day. I tried out and they told me like, yo, I, I'm feeling it, but we need you to come back tomorrow because I guess some people weren't there that wanted to see it. 
So I told them, like, I work, you know, I work study as a freshman. And they were like, you know, you got to make it happen. I'm like, I'm not about to miss work study for y'all. Like, I don't, right. I'm saying that's my money. I can't mess with the money. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I ended up not getting in. And it was a little tough. It was like, damn, like, they really, you know, I'm not good enough. That I was like that. And, you know, I'm coming from a school where I was playing ball, playing football. I always kind of got what I wanted in a sense. So it was, it was funny enough. And then. Cross, as y'all know, sophomore <laughs> year, four fourteen. You know what I'm saying? Cross into the frat, the and greatest. then I noticed, I realized that I didn't need a platform anymore because I had my platform. I had Alpha, so I would only perform at Alpha events. So you, you know, y'all know Black and Gold. Um, we we did a poetry event, you know, one nine oh six in Park, People's Choice Awards, and I always made it like, listen, I'm only going to perform for Alpha. That's who I was, and. It was a blessing and a curse because I could, you know, be selective, but I realized that I didn't write as much because I knew that we had like two staple events for the semester. So I only need to write like two poems. And right. when I came back home, you know, I had a little, you know, I had a little stuff. I would go back, perform every now and again, but I never did open mics, uh, Norican uh, Cafe, you know, the Poets Club and all that stuff. I would never, I would go through to show love, watch a few people, but I would never do anything of my own until... And I want to say the, around like 2019, I was asked to do an open mic and I wrote, I am black. And this was, I don't, you know, this was in the, the limelight of, you know, figuring out who I was as a person and connecting with my identities and looking at the world that went in today. And I wrote, I am black and I performed it. And then I also performed um, uh, a future waiting, which is like my love poem. And after I performed those, I'm like, nah, I got to get back. <laughs> I was like, I gotta get back. So I started writing in 20 at the at the start of 2020. I mean, we followed each other on social media. I made I was like, I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna dedicate this time to it. The 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 heart of quarantine and you know everything got shut down. And you know, me as a as a teacher, you know, working from home, the expectations lowered, I think across the world, but the expectations lowered where you know I'm logging in teaching these kids, but it's over Zoom. I don't have to wake up early and be in the school building. You know, we're actually going back to the building. But at the time, I, I felt like I had a lot of time on my hands. I was heavy on the Call of Duty. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to dedicate 2020 to poetry. So I would literally write anytime I got an opportunity to. Um, I started biking. I biked with a few of my older pro fights I've seen that. Yeah. out in Jersey. So what the funny thing is, it, uh, my, a lot of my inspiration came from just being on the road. And you can you would have to know me to understand that and listen to what I'm saying now. But if you listen to like a lot of what I'm writing about, it's about be where I'm from, like being in the hood and, you know, being in the Bronx and being on these streets. And I used to ride my bike like everywhere for the most part, you know, it was, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a biker's bike. And that inspiration came through like poetry me please and rush the mic. So I connected that. So now I'm gonna get back to that. So obviously I'm rush. Like I am rush. And a lot of people don't notice, but I used to always go first <clears throat> whenever I did my poetry. I would always, so like if we had black and gold, I made sure I was one of the first acts to go. <laughs> or if we had a people's choice awards, I'm opening the show because I was literally trying to rush through my performance so that I can get it out the way and I could like mm. breathe. Because in, you know, at the start, I would mostly host most of my events. So if I'm hosting and performing, it's like a, like a lot of anxiety for me. So I would just go first and you know what I'm saying? You on it, you know how it is. Like you go first and after my performance, it's like this, 
all this Good. pressure it's just like thrown out the window and it's like all right now i could just be up here and start chatting like you know right. it, doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore and you know as you know as a performer you know that once you're trying to get it out the way you actually start to rush through your performance and i felt that and i could compare now i look at my my videos now compared to college you can see me rushing through my you know delivery right. rushing through my bars and rushing through the points that i want to make and as you know spoken word you need that silence a lot of the times you really do need that yep. and rush the mic that's that's what rush the mic is i am rush <laughs> i'm rushing that mic and you know I'm, i connected it to like throw with his hammer like when i have this mic i am the almighty all powerful you know what i'm saying <laughs> like that is me everybody and i always do it too in the beginning of my poems and this is for any stage performer or you know anyone you know i'm a jokester a lot and i get up to the mic and everybody's just waiting to hear like like what's next you know and not because i am who i am but just because like i am this person that's about to perform and if you look into the crowd everyone is just like all right well, like what's happening now and i'm like damn y'all mad interested <laughs> right. and i'm just looking like i have all this control over this room and they're just waiting for me so i'm like all right ready i bet and then you know i kind of play around with them a little bit so you know poetry me please actually came from when i got my master's it was like a a a tune and and i actually didn't i know i saw this from somewhere you know i i think i'm a creative person but i'm not that creative but it was like master me please like that was like a hashtag going around a lot and i and i was using it a lot and i didn't realize that like other i would like after i started using a lot i I guess i started noticing it more that more people were doing it and it was like master me please like please let me get this masters and i'm out of here and i got my masters back in like 2019 and it's like me, please. Like anything that I want, me, please. Like, Fair. please give this to me. Yeah. And poetry, me, please, is just that. Like, please, poet me, please. Like, just give me some type of poetry, whether it's spoken word or, you know, what is any type of lyrics that, that you want. Like, just give that to me. And that's where poetry, me, please came from. And it's like Rush the Mic presents poetry, me, please, which is a platform for poets, even myself, but mainly poets. And, you, and you'll see this. Uh, I had to cancel one of my first poetry events, which was titled Poetry Me Please, right? Poet, po- uh, poetry series. And that was going to be in March of 2020, but because of COVID, we had to cancel it. But Poetry Me Please is really a platform for poets to come out and just, you know, speak their, speak their words. So what I've been doing in the meantime is building my platform. So a lot of people will know Rush to Mike and a lot of people do know Poetry Me Please. So when I do have my first event, it's like, oh, like, I know what that is like this is the dude that you know he's doing his poetry and you know and i plan to have multiple people out there because i think I'll, you'll exactly. be surprised i think you you two are more in the know of this but like a lot of people will be surprised about how much people they know that actually write poetry a lot of people don't perform it because that's yeah. a whole different ball game but a lot of people i'm, I'm, I'm I, i'll even probably i know you right but <laughs> you know i'm more like you know a lot of people write and you know you don't have to i'm a spoken word poet I do spoken word and I perform, but a lot of people are just in their cribs writing and, you know, they're a poet, you know, whether you, you know, I went through a phase and shout out to my homegirl, Jessica, one of my best friends, I've known her since middle school. And it's funny because she doesn't even remember this conversation, but I never considered myself a poet until like a few years ago. And I would never like, I write and because no one has ever taught me or I never went to a class for it, I never considered myself a poet. 
And she's like, nah, like, you're a poet. Like, you write poetry, you perform, like, you are a poet. And she had to, like, hammer that into my head for me to be like, yo, like, I'm dead a poet. (laughs) And, you know, I thank her and I love her for that. And, you know, so what you see now is, like, you know, as you mentioned before, I'm I'm starting to invest in myself. So, you know, I I put out my my ebook and, you know, this is something that, you know, a collection of, uh, of poems and it's actually 24 poems, obviously, for Kobe Bryant. And because when he passed, that was just like, like that was, you know, anybody who knows me knows Kobe is, you know, basketball was my life in middle school. And that's kind of what kept me off of the streets. Literally is what kept me off of the streets. I had practice from sixth grade all through 12th grade. And I was always in a school, school building, you know, just putting in work, whether it was watching a game, playing basketball. Obviously, I was smart enough to realize that I wasn't going to the NBA, but you know, I use basketball as like my inspiration and, you know, we still hoop now and, you know, recreational ball and all that stuff. But where I am with the poetry, um, the, the book, and then I started putting these into videos. So I actually shout out to SP1, Frat out in Plattsburgh chapter found actually, I don't know if you ever met SP, I probably have. Yeah, I met him. Yeah, cool. So yeah. he does right. all my videos and I've, I've worked with him and, you know, funny enough, we, uh, I, we took he came to Albany a while ago, way before I ever crossed into the frat. And we actually had dinner, funny enough. A little backstory to that, but we mm-hmm. actually had dinner. And it's love because I can come to SP and say, like, here's my here's my poem. Like, I'm just going to get up here and spit it. And I want you to help me figure out what's the best angle. And I want you to do your... Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to give you creative autonomy because I'm going to spit what I'm going to spit regardless. And the background of my poetry is just to give out passion. You know, a lot like my LBs have hammered that into my head too. Like when you think of Rashawn, you think about like this passion. And I think that a lot of times when I see poetry, I try not to watch as, it's funny enough that you said, you know, highlight some of the people that you watch, but I try not to watch a lot of poetry because I find that sometimes I naturally will take or let them influence my work. And Nick, I know you could probably compare to this and relate to this, but I actually don't watch that a lot, a lot of poetry. Um, Joshua Bennett is someone that I, I have always watched, but I only watch one of his videos. And it's wow. the, yeah, it's, I only watch one video of his. Yeah. And it's the, the one where he was invited to the White House and he's speaking sign language in the video while he's performing. Wow. And the, the message of the video is he is, <clears throat> he is apologizing to his sister because his sister, um, speaks sign language she's you know she's deaf and he's talking about how he's never took the time to learn sign language and in the video it's him signing this poem about his apology for not learning sign language and the whole thing is like wow that's powerful that's so powerful that's so you know powerful that's a perfect segue actually i wanted to get you you know we're talking about poets i think in like their purpose in society has been elevated i think it happens once a year specific when we had the inauguration and whatnot but like when you think about like an amanda gorman like when poets are getting the look and you know her book like shot up to like the number one on like amazon all these sort of things like that how does that make you feel about the current state of poetry as it because uh, poetry is not really a game because i feel like i i look at poets as like literary like activists i look at poets as like people who are stewards of culture 
in a grander way and like something that will live on like for a long time that's the way i think about you know the contribution of poets so when you see that sort of get it you know poetry get a if you will a mainstream look how does that make you feel it it makes me feel nice i'm not gonna lie to you and you know when i think about poetry i don't think of it as this you know it's it's almost like you got rap and music like actual rap and r&b that you have like battle rap because battle rap is just as, if not better, but their stage is not, yeah. it's not where it is. And then you have like poets. And I never looked at poetry as this like breadwinner or something that I'm going to do to make me mainstream. This is literally me getting out these words. And because I have a platform and I know how to maneuver around the business and I know how to get my, my content out there, like I'm just doing poetry for me and, you know, for the people that I inspire because I'm inspired by a lot of people's work. And it's just paying it forward. I mean, that's all that we do. Everything is just, you know, paying it forward. We stand on the shoulders of our giants. So in that same tune, when I saw her, I'm like, oh, like, this is where, this is where I could be. (laughs) This is that next level. Like, okay. And a lot of my bros hit me up. Like, we need rush up there. We need rush up there. Straight up. You know what I'm saying? And, and, And I think this is my alpha mindset. And obviously all love to her. And I've actually done more research about her and who she is. But I'm watching her and, you know, she's reading as she's performing and something like very, very minuscule. And again, like not even like not trying to hate or not trying to throw shade or anything like that. But she's reading this book. I mean, she's reading, you know, as she's performing. And one of the things that I told myself is that I will never, ever, 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 ever perform, especially on a, a big stage and not memorize what I'm performing. And for us, you know how right. crucial that is. Like, I wouldn't dare try to do that and have, imagine like my dean see that, like, you doing what? Right. what, what you doing, <laughs> <laughs> you doing, you doing yeah. what? Like, you ain't memorized that poem? Oh, you could learn info, but you couldn't learn info. What you can't learn info. Oh, okay. right. on, such a, on such a grant, and, and I had a, a bro tell me like, that's a big stage. And I was like, that's even more of a reason to memorize it. That's, that's what I'm saying. You know saying. what I'm saying? Like, that's mm-hmm. even that's, more That's what I'm saying. The, but the, the pressure, and I'm not sure, you know, at, you know what what her time frame was, or you whatever she she came through and she did her thing. But that's the only thing that I was thinking about. I'm like, damn, if I was up there, I would I would have memorized that and I would have gave it my all. And so when I seen her there, it's like, okay, like this is this is a position that I can that I can tap into, and this is how big it can get. And yeah. so yeah, I, I I'm happy that I was able to see that for sure. And you will. I, I think it's interesting that we three are, are here right now. Uh, we called Nick the, the shiner of our line. He's Nick, <laughs> Nick is a, a showman. <laughs> Nick is a performer. Nick doesn't get nervous. Nick might get more amped when he's in front of a big crowd. I know Dang. I tell people all the time, I love public speaking. And like the, the larger the crowd, the more exciting it is. And Rush, Stakes. like you, you're this dynamic, charismatic individual. Like, you know, you, you're very humble about it. But like a lot of people look up to just how you present yourself and how confident you are. And you, you had this one poem I remember called Sorry for, for My Silence. And like, that. while you are very charismatic, like you also do also, like you also keep to yourself, you're a little quiet. Like you don't always give your opinion on things. You can kind of sit in a room and just soak things in. So I was, I was interested in, in the origin of Sorry for My Silence because you got that tatted too, if I, if I, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, yo, right? you, know yo, you know what's so crazy, bro? This is a... Um... I'm I, I'm in a better place to talk about this now, so I'm glad that you even you know mentioned it. Because if this was a few years ago, I'd have been like, 
like let's go to the next one. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I got I got sorry for my silence tatted on my arm. This is my only tattoo. And mm. sorry for my silence is, is is for a number of reasons, but the main reason that I got it is when you know my friend, my close, close friends who've known me for a while know that you know, when it comes to my family, because I'm the youngest in my family, I have been quiet, like, through my life, and, like, with my family, because I'm the youngest, and it was just like, oh, he's good, like, you know, we're not gonna listen to him, you know, you know, whatever, but, uh, you know, I'll play for whatever, whatever, but um, growing up, I was always quiet, like, to my, to my own, and I would have one personality with my family, and another personality with my friends, like, I was just, I'm rushed with my friends, but I'm just, like, little Rashawn with my family, and, throughout college my sister like dragged like she I mean throughout my life really but in college because my sister went to SUNY Albany as well so for my first year she was up in Albany with me so I would go to her house on the weekends apple picking stuff like that and she literally would drag my personality out of me because she knew that I was this other person with my friends and so I love 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 my sister and you know, you'll see our relationship and, you know, if you ever see us together, like she literally would drag and force me to speak over time, over time. So sorry for my silence is like my apology to my family, my sister, like mm. sorry for my silence. And yeah. it wasn't until uh, a few years ago where, you know, my next tap is, my next tap is going to get apology accepted because mm. I'm also, it's also a quote to myself. Yeah. For being, for me being, for me not thinking that I can speak up and, you know, not utilize my voice, not just my family, but, it, you know, in, in any situation. So it's like I've gained the strength to say po- apology accepted. Like I felt all this, all this, you know, sadness and, and, and for me not being able or not feeling like I can speak up. But you would never think that if you knew me. I mean, like, even like right now, you guys are probably like, damn, like, I had no idea. Because you know who I am. You know, like, Rush. Right. You know, you know, Russian and, you know, you know, Thor and Alpha and mm-hmm. this representation of, of, of Rose Sigma and all that stuff. But, you know, sorry for my silence is, is, is my, you know, apology to my family and to my sisters specifically. And, you know, that's kind of where it is right now. So I, would, I always, you know, I may throw that in one of my poems or, at the end of my poem and like, you know, write about it and things like that. But yeah, that's the, that's the origin. And that's, that's where, that's where, that's where it lives. That's deep, man. I was, I was always interested in it. Cause like, you know, I, I think at one point you posted a video of you performing it and you like teared up at the end. And I was like, yo, that's like, that's some heavy stuff. Like that must yeah. be really heavy on his heart. So I know I was always curious. Yeah. I know, you know, it's, it's actually not a poem, but it's, it's one of the things that I would say. And I think, um, the poem that you're, you're referring to is uh, I wrote a poem called Allison's Story. Yes, yes. That's what it was. And Allison, and obviously y'all know Nathaniel Allison Murray, and that's where it stems from. And number five stuff, you know, you know how it is, number five. Number five. <laughs> you know, do it differently. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so for everybody else, like Nathaniel Allison Murray is, 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 is one of our founding jewels, and he's a number five. So Allison is me. I am Allison, Allison's Story. And that poem is actually for my LBs and for Fred. It, 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 and yeah. at the end of it, I'm talking to my LBs like, sorry for my sound. And I started, I just started to tear because I was so, you know, it's, it's strength in, in, in being emotional, especially if you know me as a person, like, crazy. you know, like I have no, I have no issue. I love crying. Like I was telling the person the other day, like <laughs> I try to cry. So like I'll be trying to cry sometimes and it just don't work. But like, I love to, you know, express myself and, yeah. At the end of that poem, I was so emotional. And, I, and I, what I said is, you know, to all the brothers in the room with Vertner in their hearts, you mm-hmm. know, this is, this is for you. And, you know, 
Spurtner number seven going back to Alpha. Mm-hmm. So just connecting it different ways. But yeah, it's yeah for sure. Like that's something that you know. Sorry for my silence. If you ever see me just being quiet, I just be like, you know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think talking a little bit about silence? And I'm not gonna pry too hard. You just stop me if it if it gets there. But where do you think that this stems from? You know, you said like a little bit more about your. Um, your family kind of being the youngest one. The youngest ones are always kind of, you know, like pushed off the side. All right, all right, you know. You know what I mean? like, just yeah. watch, watch and learn, right? Right. right? Your opinions and your ideas are sometimes undervalued and whatnot. But I think that's exact opposite because I always find myself respecting the people in the, in the room the most. I want to know their opinion because if they're not talking, because most people who are quiet first and then speak have thought about what they want to say. And they will obviously uh, most time have very profound observations about what they, you know, whatever's transpired. So the silence aspect, and I think it's so fascinating is that's like a lot of artists and people who are may consider themselves reserved, silent. Armand calls me a popular recluse. I think which is something <laughs> you might be might, I guess, relate to in the sense of like, I guess, having one outward persona. People know you for certain thing, and especially for me being a performer. Um, and then kind of like as people who really know me know certain things about me right yeah. so like when it comes to the silence, i feel like i have my own silence and i definitely obviously use music as a conduit for that silence but like how do you how do you daily approach fighting through the silence um you know i just i connect with friends you know i do stuff like this where you know I, i'm trying to be out and you know i'm talking to friends and you know, I live alone now, and, and I and I always mention this to 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 my friends. And I I remember when I first like said it out loud, and I was like, "Damn, that's kind of scary." So I talk a lot because I teach, and you don't realize like how much you talk. Like you know, everybody knows what a teacher's schedule looks like, but teachers talk literally from like eight a.m. to three, nonstop because for a teacher. So when I get home now that I live alone, like I don't I don't talk out loud. Like, I'm not a big phone person. I'm not a big FaceTime person. I'm, I'm a texter. And when I get into my apartment, I don't say anything out loud. And when you stop and think about that, it's like, damn. Like, you don't even, I'm like, no, I don't say everything is in my mind. And I'm just quiet. <laughs> so, right. you know, I try to, you know, whether it's something like this or just communicating with friends. And, you know, I, I think that, I am, you know, open and, you know, I talk a lot in certain scenarios or for certain topics, but there are topics where I'm just like, you know, I am kind of quiet about, or, you know, when you look at like the love life scene or like stuff that I, that I find personal to me, it's like, damn, like, you want to talk about that? You sure? I'm like, I bet, you know, I don't really (laughs) talk about it, but we could talk about it. So I think it it depends on the, the, the topic and the time frame, and, you know, with who, with who also matters as well. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So one thing I noticed about you is you have a very, very strong engagement on, on your social media following and it, it matches who you are as a person. People know you, you say Rush, I was like, oh yeah, 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 I know Rush, poetry guy, alpha, the, 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 the whistle guy, yeah, we know him. Um, and a lot of people think strong social media engagement automatically converts to a successful business a successful brand. And so you getting it all off of off the ground, you know, a couple of years ago, taking it to where it is now, what are some of the challenges that, that you faced in, in taking Rush the Mic and Poetry Me Please to the heights that you want to bring it to? Yeah, it's, it, it's funny because a lot of people would think that and it's hard. Like it's, you know, it, going down to 
the amount of money, I think, you know, I, I tell people, like I told you, I started writing poetry in 2012, but I didn't put money into poetry until 2020, if okay. that made sense. Like I didn't really invest sense. in myself until 2020. And, you know, I, I talk to people a lot and I show people videos and they're like, damn, that, that's, that was probably expensive. I'm like, yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm not making any money off of these videos. Like, it, it's yet. really just yet, yet. right let me yet. say yeah let me let me be let me be progressive yet. you yet. only need 1000 youtube subscribers to start monetizing that's you, you it. Gonna and, get then that. We, and then we shoot and you're gonna get that and um so like to start it's like any other business like you got to put a lot of money into it and you know paying the right people and sitting down and deciding okay well what's something that i could pay for or what's something that i should pay someone for like that's a that's a tab that's a challenge in itself where you're thinking about, you know, I could maybe fork up some of this money and have somebody do it, or I can just, you know, learn the hard way, do it myself and save some money there, right. as well as, you know, figuring out what are some of the things that you need and, you know, when learning when to charge people and when to just do it to build your portfolio is big as well. And you'll realize like a lot of the times, you know, you know how it is, like, it's like, we, we can't pay you, but this exposure will be good exposure for you. Exposure <laughs> to 10 people. Be, yeah. Be good for you. Yeah. And some of the times it's like, bro, come on. But then a lot of the time it's like, you know what? This is like, I actually want to work on this too. So, and I'm not too sure. I'm not, I'm, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm confident enough to charge you and to have your expectation of me to be really delivered. So, you know what? Like I'll do it for the love. And if it works, it works. If not, I can use it for my portfolio and, especially depending on the type of person if it's a bro for the frat because that's what makes that's what makes it special like yo you had rush like yeah that's my that's actually my fraternity bro oh okay you get a special you get some special love like yeah he does you know what i'm saying so just like and that's what makes this whole thing what it is but you know this this crazy number of challenges and my pro fight actually um he was the one who told me that really got me going and like was on my body about like yo you started writing yet like are you selling your stuff yet i'm like damn all right let me get to it (laughs) but he told me one of the biggest challenges and what you what everybody will see is that your friends are not your audience bruh we say this oh my gosh your friends are not your audience and i and i had such a difficult time understanding this to start i had such a difficult time understanding this and i now see it so he broke it down to me and he was like you know your friends are going to support you. Like if I put something on the gram, if I put something out, I already know my LBs, even y'all, the frat, the people in my immediate circle, of course, they're going to support. They may buy it. You know, they're going to shout it, shout it out, send it to whoever. But over time, like my LBs aren't interested in poetry. Like a lot of people aren't interested in poetry. They don't, they wouldn't just type in, like shit, I wouldn't even really type in some poetry. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's just the reality of it. And but they do it because they love me and they want to support me and exactly. you know they want to be for to be there for me. But they're not my audience. I shouldn't try to please a piece to them. I have to go out and find that audience, and that that can happen a number of different ways, right? So doing ads through Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, all your social, right? Trying to utilize your social media running ads through your website and you know word of mouth there's a number of ways to do it but until you find that audience it you're not going to be successful because you're going to be putting out to the same like you know i have let's say somewhere like five thousand followers right but i dropped my posters and i didn't sell five thousand posters you know like if that was the case then i'd be i'd be lit right now <laughs> I'd be lit right. Right. 
yeah. but it's not. And, and going back to just the success of, of social media, like, you know, you'll look at my social media and think like, oh, he has a lot of followers and he might get a lot of likes. And like, I don't really think so, depending on who you're comparing it to. But that those likes and, and those followings don't convert to, to purchases. Like, right. It's not yeah. revenue that you're getting. So, yeah. you know, your social media can only be but so much. You know, it's... <laughs> How do you, yeah. so how do you approach this, I guess, in the mindset when you're thinking about branding, pushing, marketing it, when it seems as if now, you know, people are reading less and less, yeah. and I know you've started to lean into the visual content. How have you approached, uh, you know, doing that as you kind of made the point that people aren't really into poetry, may not yeah. be, if they are, they're ducked off in a corner and we're trying to find those people. It's like, you know what I'm saying? How do you approach that? It's, it's a number of things. So going back to what you said, I realized that the videos, the way that I do my videos are very specific in nature. And, you know, a lot of people don't like to read. Like I have a lot of people who, who bought, like, I'm at like 175 sales from my ebook that I put out. And that's something that like small wins, small wins, but I'm like so happy for that. And then I'll talk to people and they're like, yeah, I don't really get a chance to read it, but I got it though. And it's like, yeah, I know. Like, you know, you ain't get a chance but, to read, but read it. it. But read it. <laughs> Check it out. But read it. But read it's okay, it. though, because four of those poems in there, I made a video for. So go check out the video. And then, you know, they'll look at the video and they go, wow, like, this is in the book? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, and they're like, wow, word. I'm like, I'm about to go read right now. So something that I, that I'm, that I will do is uh, the audible for it. So the audio for it. You know, there's all different types of people. Like, I myself, again, I don't like to leisure read because, and I and right. the reason for this is I'm an educator. So I'm reading every day just of science content and, you know, preparing for lessons. So I'm naturally reading all the time. And I've noticed that I stemmed away from leisure reading. Like when I get home, I actually don't want to pick up a book and read it because I was just doing that with the kids. So exactly. for me, I'd rather watch a video maybe, but you know how videos go. A, a minute goes by and you're like, all right, on to the next video rabbit hole so how do we you know so i'm trying to make videos and when i make my videos i let my passion speak for it right you're like yo this dude is mad animated and i want people to feel grabbed into you know same thing we were just talking about like with the weekend and, and performing the super bowl it's like some of us felt like damn there's nothing really keeping us there like i want me to start yelling and and, and, and being as dramatic as possible so people are like oh like, he's wilding right now and you know, doing audios for, for the next book that I release so that you know if you don't like reading but you want to listen to it same like somebody would listen to the podcast on the way to work. You know, there's all different types of ways to do it. You know, you'll figure out which one works best, but to have options is 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 key. Exactly. That's why we started the visual, because you know, we were saying like, you know, we want another way because I was like, how do I consume podcasts? I watch them. You watch know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I watch the conversation. I want to see how they react. I want to see yeah. that. I All want that. that. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, and yeah. there's only so much you can get from just vo vocal inflection. But uh, speaking towards your poems and your book, I want to do something because when I read this, I was, you know, I, I purchased, obviously, we're going to shout out, you know, I had to purchase and way back when, when it came out, you know, and not just in preparation for this, but I, uh, I read this poem and it's been one of the ones that you've been pushing. And if you wouldn't mind, I'd like to read it for our listeners because yeah, that's sure. an experience. I think that they would really, really get to see the prowess of the, the man Rush. Uh, so this is this is Depressed Diamond by Rush. 
I was never strong enough to live this life, so I should refrain from uttering. I was built for this pressure. In the future, I'll read this note knowing like a hidden gem buried dark in its cave, my corner was empty for all those years. I was foolish to believe I could end these sadistic thoughts on my own. The spirits in the room will remain still because I am nothing. Not even you can convince me that this life was truly meant for me. Then instructions at the bottom to now read from bottom to top. Mm. This life was truly meant for me. Not even you can convince me that I am nothing. The spirits in this room will remain still because I could end these sadistic thoughts on my own. I was foolish to believe my corner was empty for all those years. Like a hidden gem buried dark in its cave in the future, I'll read this note knowing I was built for this pressure. So I should refrain from uttering. I was never strong enough to live this life. Depressed Diamond by Rush. Dope, 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 dope. I got chills. I got chills <laughs> under the jacket, man. It's <laughs> wow. I, I, that's where I wanted to leave the people with the listeners. The words are profound. There's this, this is time and dedication to the craft to be able to read something, you know, one way and then run it back and have a more powerful meaning and to be connected. Um, and be almost a word of affirmation that think people should recite. I'm going to read this daily. You know, yeah. this is, this is, this is powerful. So uh, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. That's, no, thank you. I, that was the first time uh, I've ever heard anyone recite one of my poems, but I was dope <laughs> hearing it. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's, that's, that's how that shit sound like. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's actually a, um, a, a funny story. If y'all don't mind me sharing about, about the background for that. And, you know, one of my boys, Josh, all my, you probably known him or come across some of his work, if not, Nick, you too. And, you know, one of my boys from middle school that I'm close with now, he makes that, he, he's a rapper, he makes his own music. There was a reverse poem. So the, the, the style of poem is a reverse poem. As that is a style that people get right. into. And he saw it on Twitter. And, you know, one of those Twitter challenges where, you know, you'll retweet it and you'll tag somebody like, you got 24 hours to respond. We need this ASAP. <laughs> and I saw it like a challenge accepted. And, you know, I, I, I write best when I'm in my room, dark, you know, music on, um, you know, just laying in bed, whether mostly writing on my phone. And I had to, first I had to study the, the dynamics of a reverse poem. There's some do's and don'ts and, you know, the way they make it connect. And I wanted it to be like, you know, depressed diamond. Like it's a diamond, so beautiful, so much more than what it is, but it's depressed. And, you know, as you read it the first way, you're like the press diamond and, and you actually did it too. You're like, it's supposed to be sad and, and sorry. And like this, like not suicidal mindset, but just like this, like, damn, like I'm nothing. Like, you know, like who am I? And then as you read it from bottom to top, you get all this confidence and you have this inspiration of like, you know, I can do whatever I choose and whatever I do. And you read it again, like the press diamond, like almost a question. And it's funny because I just recorded that two days ago. So mm -hmm. I actually, that's actually, that'll be released that. next week. That'll be released that. next week. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, and it, again, with SP and then it, 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 just a little quick bar, it's actually a loop and of just me walking into a room, spitting the same poem, but in a different tone. And, you know, I, I think that a lot of people feel like that. You know, you can feel one way in the morning and then as at the night, you know, as something happens with you, whether later in the week, you start to feel a little more confident. So the press diamond is definitely something that has resonated. And I'm sure to the people that, you know, I think everybody could connect with that. It's not 
typically I'm, I'm talking about an identity of me being black or me being young or me being a man, but this is just like anybody can connect with it. So I'm glad that he yeah. challenged me to do it. And that's actually something that, that I showcase now. Like that's one of my favorite, if not my best poem, because it has such a style to it that not many people see. <laughs> Prolific. Yeah. We're here right that now with the rush. Prolific. My dog. Wow. Um, I, I feel like that's that's the best place to, to end, man. Like th- this conversation could go on and on, but um, sure. I'm I, I'm still just letting that the impact that. And I, I remember reading that one too. You posted on, on your socials, but just wow, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm speechless, man. Um, I, I gotta ask this. I like to ask one one fun question to end. Again, we got a stroll master whistle boy here. Hall so, like. What is your favorite alpha stroll of all time? <laughs> That's a toughie, but uh, Dark Trizzy for sure. Dark okay. Triangle, Dark Trizzy. Shout out to you know Triangle, you know um, Buff Bing and New Pulse. This you know Dreams and Nightmares. It's like it's Meek, you know. Is you got Meek with the whole intro, you know what I'm saying? This shit with Mariah, you know what I'm saying? It's like, mm-hmm. damn, like I'm, I did with Mariah too, you know? Like, I, 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 I was too. there. They thought it was leashed, like, nah, both this. Like, I'm getting money now too. And you jump out. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know if y'all have ever, you know, you know how it is, Dark Tree, yeah. all the bros yeah. watching, but you know, that's that, like, we, 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 because it's just so much energy. And I think it's such a, you can get so creative as you, as you do it. Like, strolling is, I mean, you know how we do. Strolling is more than just it's a it's a way of life, really. You know, yeah. I ain't really t- yeah. I ain't really strolling in a while, but I remember and going back to what you said before about like when you start strolling, everybody's just watching you. Like you get the whistle and they're like, I remember I remember I used to just walk into a party and just blow the whistle and then niggas were like, is it time? And like, nah, I'm I'm about to <laughs> Um but yeah, dog triangle for sure, dog trizzy. Shout out to them, shout out to the bros. Wow. That's, that, that that, that's a good one. That is a good legendary. One. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a moment. It's a very much a moment, stroll. Yeah. Yeah. That. Well, thank you for the incredible, insightful conversation, for being so vulnerable, so open. Um, I, I think this is going to be special for, for the people who hear it. So, wow. Let's jump into our bulletin board. As we know, it's Busy Black Business Month. So, we're shouting out Black businesses. Uh, before I go with the ones that were submitted. Rush, do you have any black businesses that are important to you, special to you that you would want to shout out? Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Clue Clothing, my Neo aunt, you know, he's out there. Creativity lives under excellence. Shout out to him. Mm. And another one, shout out to my LB, Christian. You already know Christian Palmer off the cuff. Yes, sir. His storytelling platform. Actually just did an interview with Clue, but shout out to them, man. They, that's something that I'm seeing real time, all the struggles, all the challenges. Christian and I talk pretty much every single day about our business adventures, but shout out to them for putting out their work. And, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of other ones, some easy ones like Tia NYC, um, Friday stretch my bands, just the home team right there, showing love to them. And there's a thousand more that I can't think of, but those are like the easy go-tos for them. So for sure. Yeah, absolutely. We got a few here as well. Fluid Grandeur by Shanae Sproul. Um, it is a beauty brand that specializes in cosmetology, providing full body waxing and hairstyling services in the comfort of your own home. She travels to clients throughout New Jersey, New York City, and Westchester County. Um, they want their clients to experience the best hair care and skin care at an at, at affordable price. 
We love that. Shout out to Joshua Darren. He's a commentary writer for Level on Medium talking about race and diversity, more specifically the black experiences. Some of his features are around balancing being the son of a high ranking officer and a black man, having to be adaptable in society and ways that people can help black people fight racism. Shout out to the Lifestyle NYC by Christopher Hunter. This is special to me because I, I do some work with them as well um, on the on the on the writing side and also uh, revising articles. So Lifestyle NYC is an interview-based based platform that connects with thriving entrepreneurs and highlights them through authentic and genuine storytelling. Shout out to Undrafted the Collective by Chance Peavy. It is a Black-owned clothing brand. Check out their Valentine's Day collection. And of course, we got to shout out our sponsor, Healthy by Zanya. Tease catered to your zodiac sign for the Cancer, Gemini, Sagittarius, or the, or the evil Scorpio within. <laughs> we got teas <laughs> for all of y'all. One more time, shout out to Rush, Rush the Mic, Poetry Me, please, for an incredible conversation. We had a great time here with you, man. Thank you again for pulling up and for being sure, so open. Sure. Yeah, of course, of course. A little long overdue, but you know, God's timing works out. You know what I'm saying? It the, the right time. Every seen time. That, I seen that text. I'm like, I already know it's time. <laughs> it's time. It's my time. He was ready. Time. But no, for sure. Ready. Thank you. You know, appreciate it. It's, it's all love regardless. You know, you know how it is. I got the, I got my stay busy sweater. You know what I'm saying? I'll be in the, i be in the room with that one too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, right. So it's, it's, it's all love regardless. There we go. Awesome. Well, we hope y'all all had a phenomenal Valentine's Day weekend. We hope you are enjoying Black History Month. We are more than halfway through now, but blackness never ends and black greatness never ends. So make sure you show a black person some love. Cash app them, you know, do, 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 do whatever. <laughs> do whatever to show some love to the black people. It's the boy Armand here with the guy Nick as well. Rush here, Kieran in the background. But we want y'all to stay safe, stay humble, stay black, but of course, stay busy. Baby girl, baby girl, how you feeling? I've been out in the world, staying busy Taking time, getting right if you miss me Man. Yeah.